Welcome to The Planet, the podcast for L-Word fans. I'm Casey. And I'm Elka. Hello to our listeners. So glad to see you. It's the Manny song. I know what it is. So tonight we will be discussing episode three called Lobster. Lobster. So named because apparently lobsters are some bitchy creatures. Do you think that story was true? Absolutely not. <laughs> if any of you out there, I know we have at least one chef who's a listener. If you know whether this lobster thing is true or not, shoot us an email and let us know. I'm curious. Come on. First of all, you usually only cook one lobster in a pot. You don't put a bunch of lobsters in a pot. What if you're having a party? You ha I mean, think of how big a lobster is. You get a big old pot. When I don't know, when my mom made lobster, only one would fit in a pot at a time. And it was just like, made this really high-pitched noise, and it was really sad. And then everybody was too depressed to eat it. Maybe that's why my mom never made lobster. The Jews aren't big on shellfish. <laughs> I don't like lobster because I once lived in Maine, and the lobstermen smell like ass. Oh, my God. So true. Like, you could tell a lobsterman was coming from around the block. <laughs> You'd be like, there's going to be a lobsterman here in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing worse than the smell of a lobsterman is a lobsterman's truck. Oh, I don't even want to go or there. Or maybe his ball sack. No offense, Mainers. We love you, but... Nobody from Maine is listening to this. You gotta rub some lemon juice on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. Obviously, there's some sort of pattern here. All the flashback intros feature Tony. Apparently the same Tony. What was the first one? The premiere? The I thought it was Jenny's circle? mom and... Yeah, the vagina circle. And Tony was in that? Yes. Okay, so she's been in a vagina circle, uh -huh. she's been a nun, and she's been like some, uh... In the Castro. Yeah, like picking up whores in the Castro. I have to say, you cannot go wrong with gay nuns. <laughs> I think I could go wrong with a gay nun. The only thing better than a lesbian nun is a pregnant nun. I don't think that's better. <laughs> <laughs> right, so when's Tony going to come into the story? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. I have a theory about Tony. What is this theory? First of all, I'll say that this is not a spoiler because I've just made this up in my head, so who knows? Wait! Speaking of spoilers, I need to make an announcement to our listeners. Stop emailing us spoilers, you assholes! Yeah, we may not have mentioned this on every podcast, but The Planet is a spoiler-free podcast which means that we are not going to reveal internet rumors and leaks and things of that nature on our show. The reason that we don't do spoilers on our show is because we don't want to hear spoilers. So if we don't know something that you know that you read on the internet, don't tell us. We love watching the show, and for me personally, the spoilers kind of ruin it. Yeah, so just email us naked pictures of yourself. Quit emailing us spoilers. Don't do that because they will. So... <laughs> No naked pictures, no spoilers. That's the rule. What about naked drawings? Naked drawings would be all right. Naked mole rats, maybe. Mail us some naked mole rats. Okay, here's my Tony theory. I think Tony is Shane's mommy. I was thinking that on this. This is the first time that I thought that, I think. But who knows? Because they keep talking about Shane's parents. And no, they don't. Last season, Shane said something about 
her mom put her in foster care, but she loves her very much. And then this year, she's like, I don't know where my family is, blah, blah, blah. Whether or not it's Tony, I think some of Shane's relatives or family are going to come into play this season. I hope not. That's my theory. It's not a spoiler, because we are anti-spoiler. Well, wait, is this a spoiler? Catherine Menning is gay now. That's not a spoiler. That's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's not fact. Um, it's a well-substantiated rumor. So she's doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't care, but, um... I care! Supposedly, was it Jennifer Beals accidentally outed Catherine Menning in an advocate interview? What did she say? She said something to the effect of, when I don't know what real lesbians do, I ask Leisha Haley or Rose Trochet or Catherine Menning to make sure that I'm being authentic. Something hmm. I didn't read the article. This is just the, the rumor that I read, but something to that effect. I think maybe it's wishful thinking. But who knows? Perhaps. I really don't give a shit. I don't care about their personal lives. Well, I'm just interested. I don't care. Like, it's not going to make me love or hate the character more. But it's interesting. Well, we were in the same room with her, and she seemed straight to me. You know, being Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin would turn me gay. <laughs> she seemed, uh, shy and awkward, which to me seems straight. I don't think that you can judge that. Okay. What did her fingernails look like? I didn't see her fingernails, but that's just the impression I got. Who knows? Who cares? Well, I'm sure a lot of people care. Okay, let's move on from this. So Shane is now, uh, supposedly going to be cutting hair at a skate shop where they listen to the Dead Kennedys, and they have some punky mohawk lesbian types with tattoos. That skate shop is totally fake. Why? A, I'm sure a homo skate shop. And B, <laughs> that picture on the wall that was supposed to look like Shane, that didn't really look like her. It looked like one of those prints from, like, the 1980s that you see in nail studios. Oh, God, those white ladies <laughs> with the nostrils. And C, and most importantly, that makes it fake, when Carmen and Shane walked through the skate park, not a single person turned around to look at Carmen's nice ass. Oh, God, back to Carmen's ass. That's all I've heard about. Well, not come just on. from Casey, from every damn person in the... I know. <laughs> I know. I've... Everyone in the world is just talking about Carmen's ass. You're right. Even gay men are obsessed with Carmen's ass. Yeah, Derek Hartley even said he'd eat off of Carmen's ass. That's saying a lot because he's the biggest homosexual that I've ever heard of. Derek Hartley, by the way, is the co-host of the Derek and Romaine show on OutQ Gay Radio. And if you don't know that, you need to get you some serious. Yeah. For reals, yeah. They're not paying us or anything, but serious radio is rocks. And it's it's way better than XM because XM is the Republican... <laughs> It's the Republican pay radio, and Sirius is the gay pay radio. They have a gay radio station. How cool is that? Pretty fucking cool. They play some gay music on the weekends, though. During the week, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the show, and it's already 20 minutes long. But what happened to Shane's old job? She quit because she got sick of that movie lady. Okay, so she goes from working, like, she probably made Buku money to a skate shop with some teenagers shane doesn't care about money she's not about the material why has everyone on this show lost their job this season bet shane jenny got fired from the grocery store <laughs> alice 
Alice isn't fired yet. She used to work for the LA Times or LA Weekly or whatever. They didn't say whether she still does. Well, she's bitter about it, obviously. Then they show Bet and Tina at home. Well, I think it's just Bet at first, and she's on the telephone, and she's all pissed, and then she makes all these anti-George Bush remarks. She says, and I quote, This administration is fucking crazy! No, criminal. I thought she said crazy, she damn said, it. I think she said this administration is fucking criminal. Right on both counts, Bet. But you know what I noticed? For me, this episode was the first episode ever of this whole show that I thought Bet looked attractive. She had her hair was all soft and pulled back and she looked kind of, you know, a little bit messy. Like she's been hanging out at home all day and she's holding the kid, but she's still bitchy on the phone. She's kind of getting in touch with herself or whatever. And she seemed really cute and soft for once. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. For the most part, I agree. But then she would still say these fucked up things that you're like, Bet, you're messing up. Like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. So? And, fine, are you happy now? Yeah, that was... <laughs> there is no context in which you can say that to your partner and it doesn't end badly. You not... can't get away with that sort of thing. Ben and Tina are on the rocks. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, Tina's working for Helena now. That's not very traumatic. I don't really... Whatever. Well, I think it's just to show that Tina's going to be the one bringing home the bacon now. Bet is kind of... I mean, she does need to go out there and get a fucking job. What's her problem? I know, but Tina doesn't have to be such a cunt about it. My, Easy for you to say. My God, she acts like a princess. Well, that's how she's been treated for the past 15 years or whatever. Tina is really becoming difficult to like. When was she not difficult to like? I mean, there are people out there who like Tina, and maybe I should ask you to write in and tell me why, because I've heard stuff like, well, Bet cheated on Tina. Well, that doesn't give Tina the right to cheat on Bet or be an asshole. Like, if you are in love with a person, stay with them and make it work, and if you're not, then leave. Like, why is she just being such a bitch? Because she's not getting what she wants. What does and she I, want? Cash? I, I don't just mean cock. Oh. No, but like she has this new baby. She's frustrated with her partner. I don't know, but every time Bet says anything, Tina like rolls her eyes or just is like, I have something better to do. I have to go dust this table or whatever. She always <laughs> has something that better to do and they're going to break up. They're turning into that sketch on Saturday Night Live, the couple who should be divorced. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, it's just painful to watch those two. But baby Angelica, if she got any cuter, I would have to, like, smash my TV screen because I wouldn't be able to take it. She is maybe the cutest baby in the whole universe. Dana went and had her boob squishy mammogram. They didn't really give us any more information on this show. Right, but it looks like they're leading into a storyline because why would they um, spend that much time on her mammogram if it wasn't going to lead into this long, treacherous death cycle. Things aren't looking that good for Dana right now. I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't want to know, so don't email me. Right, but we're going to find out on the next show, probably. That's what you said last week. Oh, yeah, I did say that. So Shane and Carmen were portrayed in a very unflattering light this week. They were? Yeah, Jenny comes home with Boyra, and <laughs> Carmen immediately 
is like a super bitch to her. No, she wasn't. She, as soon as Boira would leave the room, Carmen starts gossiping. That's exactly what we would do. Well, we we're would, bitches. Well, I'm just saying, I think that Carmen, that makes Carmen seem really normal and like kind of like somebody you would be friends with because she's just all. <laughs> I would never be friends with Carmen. She is too snooty. She's not snooty. Carmen is a total snob. What? She's so snooty. Well, she was all of snooty them are at then. Alice. She's snooty at Boira. Jenny and Boira come home. Carmen immediately is like giving her these weird looks and being all bitchy. Well, she called her girlfriend her. a butch. You'd give her a real look, t- weird look also. I would. And she's all like, oh my god, she's staying here? It's <laughs> Jenny's damn house. They have a dog that pees everywhere. And Jenny obviously didn't know about it. And Jenny's allergic to dogs. And they think that's okay to have dog piss everywhere, but it's not okay for Jenny to have a butch come home with her for a while. Well, I'm allergic to butches, so I wouldn't want them in my house either. <laughs> Great. And we had at least five people listening to the show before you said that. <laughs> I think that those scenes were really accurate. They may have been realistic, but that doesn't mean that Carmen and Shane are not being real snobs. Shane? Shane didn't do anything. She's done nothing but defend the poor girl boy. <laughs> I'm surprised that you're seeing it that way because I actually started to like Carmen more because she's reacting just like somebody I would know. Of course, if you went into someone's house and they had a cardboard statue of their ex, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yes, that's true. But she was just so inconsiderate. Like they have this, oh, it's okay. He's a pit bull and he pees on everyone. Well, yeah. And that's okay. It's just a puppy. If you're allergic to dogs and it's your house and you're gone for a while and then you come back and there's a pee-pee dog living there, (laughs) and then the people that are living in your house, whether or not they're paying rent, are, like, talking about your person that you brought home, that's not right. I didn't say it was right, but I didn't think it was wrong either. I think it's just how it happens. And the dog isn't, I don't think, going to be living there. They said they were pet-sitting or something. Whatever. Alice does it, too. Alice always has something to say about somebody. Alice can get away with anything. Why? Because she's cuter? Yes. (laughs) And then they cut to Alid coming at the planet, being the new boss in charge or whatever. Yeah, I wonder where that's going. Well, obviously, he's a guest star, so he's out the door soon. Yeah. Maybe he'll decide that he's not cut out to work at the planet and he's going to launch his own cologne or something. Yeah, he could call it coming. I heard it smells really assy. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to be smell like you spilled cleaning fluids on the floor and then peed on them or something. Oh, that's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, exactly. That should attract a lot of gay men. <laughs> Where'd you hear about it? I don't know. Someone told me about it. So most of the ladies go out to a fancy dinner to welcome Jenny back. You skipped when they came home with the butch. And she was all like, let us butches get the luggage out of the truck. Come on, Shane. Come on, buddy. Shane had this look like, <laughs> okay. what are you? No, she was just shocked that somebody was going to try to make her do some physical labor. That girl is a total waif. I know. And then she like carried a suitcase and she had to lay down on the couch. <laughs> The heaviest thing she usually picks up is a comb. 
I don't know what you're talking about. That girl hasn't seen a comb for years. <laughs> Shane and Carmen drove up in the Jeep and Jenny got out and hugged him or whatever. Carmen's already given Boyra the evil eye before she's even talked to her. No, but Moira was like, she shook Shane's hand and then she kissed uh, Carmen on the cheek. Like, oh, I didn't catch that. You didn't? No. It was like, you're the man and you're the woman of this lesbian relationship. Oh, nice. I don't like her. She's just different in I, many ways. When I say I don't like her, what I mean is if she were a real person and it crossed my path, I'd be scared. <laughs> But I like her character, and it's obviously going to be really moving, I think. As far as Moira goes, if she were just a hair more intellectual, she'd be the perfect woman for me. A hair more or a whole head full of hair more? I mean, what was wrong with that salad? <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, it's a little bizarre if you're used to, you know, Denny's chicken strip salad. I don't know. But you just eat it and have a good time. What's her problem? Yeah, it was very awkward. But haven't you... I've been on both sides of that. Absolutely. I think everyone has. What we're talking about, all the girls go, most of the girls go out to dinner together. Helena doesn't go and Kit stays home with Angelica and the Manny. But other than that, everyone's there. It's Jenny's welcome back dinner. And Moira obviously doesn't fit in. She's very uncomfortable. They're at like some fancy schmancy restaurant and she's afraid she's not going to have that much money to cover her thing. And so she orders French fries. First of all, it wasn't, it was $14. I mean, that's not exactly, not a lot of money. Yeah, but they gave her like a mushroom and a piece of celery. <laughs> and some fish rope. Mmm. <laughs> a, who goes out to dinner? I mean, she was wearing a cutoff. What? Flannel? I haven't seen flannel since Kurt Cobain died. People don't wear flannel. If she was a real dyke, she'd wear leather maybe. But flannel? Come on. She'd be wearing her old black faded Indigo Girls t-shirt. <laughs> Great, we're offending every damn person who listens to us. Who cares? That's not what we're about. We're not trying to please anyone. We're just here having a conversation on our couch. So I think they're kind of overdoing it a bit, but maybe not. Okay, well, like I said, I have been on both sides of that before. Like, haven't you ever? Absolutely. You've been with a group of people... And you just obviously come from different worlds, and it's really uncomfortable. Like, remember that time we went to my old college roommate's place, and there were all these, like, 18-year-old potheads laying around? <laughs> and we were just like, um, I have a meeting in the morning. Yeah. I'm going to go home. <laughs> right. Or, like, that time we went to that KKK meeting. We just didn't fit in. Or that time we went to the Bush rally. I don't know. I just didn't have much in common with those people. You are the hugest dork. They did that scene. They did a great job. Mm -hmm. You could just feel the uncomfortable. Ugh. Also, I've been on the other end of that, too. Like, you're there with your friends, and you've got a vibe with your friends. So you have fun. And then your girlfriend comes along and ruins it. Oh, that's but never happened to me. <laughs> a new person comes along, and they just don't fit in, and they mess up the whole vibe that you have going. And, you're and then just you like, all sit around and talk about them. As soon as they leave. It's totally, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's completely accurate. It is, but it, it was a little upsetting. I felt bad for Moira, and I also felt like, what are you doing? There? Right. You don't belong. I definitely could identify. And doesn't she have another shirt? She's been wearing that shirt for a week and a half. Then, as if Moira wasn't uncomfortable enough, 
we thought she was going to be the most uncomfortable one there. <laughs> so then Bette goes to pay for the bill with her credit card, and they come back and tell her that her credit card's declined. They would never do that in a nice restaurant, though. What they would do is they'd see the name on the card, Bette Porter, and be like, Miss Porter, you have a telephone call. Then they'd pull her up to the thing and be like, your credit card's been declined. Do you speak from experience with this sort of thing? No, I don't think a, a credit card has ever been declined. But I'm just, just teasing. You're right, though. So they just did that for the drama of it all. And it totally worked. And then the whole time Tina's, like, shooting daggers at that with her eyes. Well, as soon as she pulled the credit card out and was like, oh, I'll pay for this $2,000 bill or whatever. Tina's, Tina's like, just like, her face is just like, holy shit. Do you know how many diapers we could buy with that? <laughs> Okay. But they're really, okay, Tina is at the point where someone asks Bet, hey, what's on the lobster? And Bet says, I think it's lemon froth. And Tina rolls her eyes like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said lemon froth. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're obviously doomed. They when can't you stand, get, she can't even stand the sound of Bet's voice anymore. They remind me of my parents. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And they don't talk. If they would just sit down and talk to each other and hold hands. <laughs> it's beyond that. It makes me sad. I want Bet and Tina to get it together. Is that what you really want? Yes, I want them to be happy together. I want them to be happy apart. I need a role model. <laughs> what else happened at the dinner? I could be their role model. Alice and Dana had a bit of a confrontation in the bathroom. That also was very realistic, I thought. It was so uncomfortable. Dana is in the bathroom. Dana comes out of the stall, and Alice is standing there. And Dana looks like, oh, shit. And Alice is like, I'm not going to attack. I just want to talk to you. And Alice, I mean, she's so pathetic, but she's so cute, too. She's like, I just want to know if you're happy. Dana's like, uh, yeah. And Alice is like, well, at least one of us is happy. You can see that Dana and Alice are trying to rebuild their friendship, and it's obviously going to be a long process. It's obviously happening because Dana has cancer, and there's going to be this big scene at the end. And I hope As not, Dana's but... dying on her bed, Alice is going to be like, you're the only one I've ever loved. And then... <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it's kind of looking that way. What a jip. You know what else was unrealistic about that dinner? They have a whole big table full of lesbians and no vegetarians. That would never happen. What do you think this is, the 90s? Who's a vegetarian anymore? So old-fashioned. So while our ladies are at their fancy-schmancy dinner, Kit is at the Porter residence making googly eyes at Angus the Manny. Weird. That's all I have to say about that. He's weird. They're weird together. Weird. Well, I'll have to say that when they introduced the character of Angus, Mangus, <laughs> I think that's funny. That seems like something that would happen. Like you just start calling somebody Mangus. <laughs> I don't like that scruffy, unwashed musician look at all. Or that ugly face look. So I was really nice. I was really <laughs> a, not warming up to the character of Angus. But then... But then the other day I was sitting at home flipping channels on the cable. This movie was coming on and I watched it. It was called A Home at the End of the World. It had Colin Farrell and Robin Wright Penn. And it was such a good movie and I was really into it. And then like halfway through I realized, hey, that's Angus, the other main character. 
was Dallas Roberts, a.k.a. Angus. And he's gay in the movie? He is, and he is clean-shaven, and he's a very, like, 80s mod New York gay guy, East Village gay guy, and so adorable. Is he gay in real life? No, he's expecting a baby, actually. What the hell? Why is he doing all this gay shit? Stay on your own side of the line. Oh, please, what about your precious Mary Louise Parker? What? She's an AIDS activist. That's different. Whatever. (laughs) Stay on your own side of the line. There is no line. I'm tired of this binary system. Either you're a zero or you're a one. Pick it. That's just not how it works. Oh, anyway, Dallas Roberts in that movie was, like, making out with Colin Farrell and... It was, like, really sweet and cute, and it was such a good movie that it made me like him. So now I'm glad he's on The L Word, even though before I saw that movie, I thought he was kind of gross looking because of the whole scruffy beard thing. All I need to do is shave him and uh, uh, have him start kissing boys, and he'll be perfect. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, maybe it will, but he needs to shave, get his teeth straightened, and stop playing. Like any guy that walks around scruffy playing an acoustic guitar... Loser! It's true. Oh, anyway, but it was a really good movie. And it was hot. The Colin Farrell slash Dallas Roberts scenes, not bad. They were cute. Made me want to watch that Colin Farrell sex tape. So do you think Mangus and Kit are going to get married and have children and live happily ever after? Well, seeing as Kit has the menopause, I don't think they're going to have any kids. If I had a son like David, I wouldn't reproduce anymore. I don't know what's going to happen with that. What do you think is going to happen with Helena and Tina? Nothing. What do you think is going to happen with Helena? I think there's a new person on the horizon for Helena that we have not been introduced to yet. It's obviously not Boira like I had originally thought. Why is it obviously not her? Because she's too crass. I think it's going to be someone who's really intriguing. I think the relationship's going to be very intriguing because they're obviously building up to something with all these card readers or whatever. Yeah, well, it's going to have to be for Helena. She's high maintenance. Whatever, she went out with Tina. That was just a plot device. (laughs) So Tina's going to go work at the movie studio and get boned. (laughs) I don't want to say that's gross. So Tina's going to go work for Helena at her movie studio, Shaolin Studios. I like how they made up Shaolin Studios. What do you mean? (laughs) Okay, they have a golf cart, and it's just got like this piece of paper taped to the front that says Shaolin Studios, (laughs) black and white, (laughs) like they printed it out on their laptop today. And then they have, uh, there's like a door with the same piece of paper glued to it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. Is low budget or what? I know. They've got a $450 bra, but they got to Photoshop their props. That was kind of shoddy. So we'll see what happens at the movie studio. De la generic. What's up with Alice's apartment? What do you mean? Is it just a hallway? That's all we ever see is a (laughs) hallway with some wooden doors off of it. She lives in a hallway. I'm sure a lobster... They're running out of L words. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I know, because I saw the title of it was Lobster. And I'm like, what lobster? I thought maybe someone was going to get a sunburn. <laughs> That's a good. That would have been good. 
But no, instead it's this five-minute philosophy lesson from the Midwest. You know, they just were like, okay, we need an L word. Okay, how about lobster? And they just made up some bullshit story about lobsters to fit the title. Totally. What's next week's? Next week's episode is called Light My Fire. Maybe Bruce Springsteen will be on. Alice is going to burn down Dana's house. (laughs) (laughs) And Billy's going to burn down the planet. Because he's he's just flaming down the street. I wish they'd stop showing his armpit hair. Why does he show off his armpit hair? How could Bet and Tina go broke that quickly? I had the impression that they were the kind of people who had a bunch of money in the bank. I mean, they had their palm trees imported from Mexico or something. That's kind of extravagant. Mexico to Los Angeles like a day drive. Okay, well, maybe it was from somewhere Brazil. farther away. They could have just had Alice pick some up on her one of her marijuana runs down to Mexico. So pretty much like everyone on the show is falling apart except for Shane and Carmen. I was thinking we should maybe start ranking the shows on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being awesome, 0 being shoddy. The first one, I would give 3.5. Oh, I would give the first one a 5. Because from that point, you could have gone either way. The second one, I would give an 8. Me too. And this one, I would give a a 6.5. Well, I'm going to have to give this one a 4. Why? Lower because, than the first one? Yes, and I'll tell you why. I I didn't see any nipple this week. It was being squeezed between the plexiglass. You didn't see that? That's <laughs> not... I've looked away in terror. You want to see Moira's nipples? Sure. I'm sure they're bound and hairy. <gasps> <laughs> I want to see some of Jenny's. I know I, they used to be in the intro. You'd be sure to get some Jenny nip every <laughs> week. <laughs> Jenny, is it just me or she get? does she get cuter on every show? It's just you. Really? You know, a lot of people like her hair the way it is right now, where it's kind of medium. She's cute. I like her. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Attention viewers. No, we don't have viewers. Attention listeners. I like Jenny. A lot. (laughs) Okay, so you know how last season those Jenny carnival writing fantasy scenes were, like, so painful to watch and stupid, and it just kept reoccurring? This year... We don't have those carnival scenes anymore. Now we have the card reader. Oh. Psychic. I think it's interesting. It was okay once, but is this going to be like every week? No, I think it's just going to be until this person shows up. This bisexual. They need to give Helena some hottie, though. Obviously. She's not going to go out with someone who's not. Well, she went out with Tina. I don't know. (laughs) She needs someone who's really good looking. And that and would make a good and confident sex scene. Like, what do you think was the steamiest sex scene of this whole series? Um, Alice and Dana when they were before the engagement party. When Alice steamiest and Dana up for the or first like time. the funniest? That one was hot. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was funny and cute. I didn't think it was especially hot. I don't know. Maybe the steamiest scene might have been uh, Carmen's little dance last week. But they didn't show much, but yeah, they showed her. Yeah, that was a legendary ass scene. I can't believe that ass scene. Her ass is like legend now. It is. Everybody's talking about it. When every subject of butt comes up. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever the subject of butt, ass, cheek, anything 
anything even associated with the buttocks. People are like, well, I don't know. Have you seen Carmen's? (laughs) It's amazing. Okay, let me give you three sex scenes and you tell me how you rank them. Dana and Alice, nine and a half weeks thing where they like couldn't stand it anymore and they just went at it all over the apartment. The second one is Bet and the Carpenter in jail. Ooh, what about that pissed off I hate you sex that Bet and Tina had? Okay, that's what I was thinking of, but I knew that you didn't really like that. That was weird. Yeah, well, I didn't like either of those that involved Bet. Why? Well, the one was just so, like, disturbing, the violent one, and the prison one was, like... It would have been sexy if it had been two different actresses. Oh. If it was Evangeline Lilly and Allison Hannigan. No, I don't know. What about the scene where Bet and Tina bring home that dude? That was funny, though. <laughs> How come uh, you lesbians never want to have sex with a guy? <laughs> How come dogs don't meow? <laughs> Your favorite one was Alice and Dana last yeah, season? Yeah, Because Alice goes, I want more of you. More fingers. Yeah, I liked that. Well, it was Alice. We like everything she does. They haven't really shown any Carmen and Shane sex scenes. It's because they're living together and they're girlfriends now. They probably don't have sex anymore. What about the Jenny and Carmen sex? Oh, and she slapped her on the boob? That yeah. was awesome. And then she peed on her. I didn't like the peeing on her part, but when she when they were slapping each other's boobs, I rewound that <laughs> and watched it again like ten times. <laughs> See, we can't pick Jenny for our favorite scene for everything. My first choice was Dana and Alice. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you, my favorite L word sex scene ever was that time that I had that dream about Dana. Never mind. I don't know what you're talking about. That's the end of the story? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you any more about the dream. Okay. Okay, Tina. Quit rolling your eyes at me. What about the sex scene with Alice and Lisa? Lisa? (laughs) They should bring him back. You mean her? Whatever. What? Have you... Are there really people like that? I'm sure that there are. I mean, I know there are a lot of straight guys who say, oh, I'm a male lesbian. But just because you're a straight guy and you like to eat pussy doesn't make you a male lesbian. But are there really people like Lisa? If you know someone like Lisa, I want you to email me and tell me about that person. What was, like, the funniest part of this show for you? Or what was the most moving part of the show? I liked it when Mangus was walking down the street singing. About the table and the He was saying hello to, like, every thing he saw. Hello, pile of dog shit. So (laughs) glad to see you. Hello to the awning. I thought the ending was good. Well, I liked the whole thing with Moira at the end of the table, and she, like, they, like, zoomed in on her and tried to make us feel her pain. It totally worked. And then they showed her at the end under the L.A. streetlight crying out loud and like bent over in stomach ache horrible pain of being herself (laughs) that was good they were showing that and it was sad and whatever and you're like jesus christ what's gonna happen to this person then i was just like what is wrong with you you're in los angeles (laughs) go down there and join the party 
I don't know. It's either going to take off and it's going to be really interesting and emotional or it's going to be like an after school special. And you're just going to be like, okay, enough already. <laughs> I'd like Boyra better if she read a book or went shopping. Jenny seems to have a knack for dressing really nice on a Whole Foods market salary. So maybe she can give Boyra some tips. <laughs> She's going to show up wearing an Armani suit next week with no explanation. And Beth's selling all her art. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the very end of the show. Beth's taking down some of her prints to auction off. I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> She's got this huge art collection. She's got a baby to support. Oh, poor Bet. Whatever. Sell the picture of a deer so you can feed your <laughs> child. Well, A, Bet does not own Kiki Smith. <laughs> because that fawn picture is in MoMA. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even if she had a print of it, she could probably buy them a new house. <laughs> so that was the end of the show. Bet is all sad, taking down her pictures to auction off so that she can support Tina's whiny, bitchy, money-grubbing ways. No, the end of the show is Moira. Oh, that's right. That's the penultimate scene. Well, our poll, since we can't think of a poll, I'm going to make one up that has nothing to do with the L word. But it's intriguing nonetheless. All right. Bring it on. So rumor has it, and I think this rumor is probably true, but rumor has it that lesbians are cheap. This isn't a poll. Everybody's going to say, uh, yeah. No, that's not the poll. Rumor has it that lesbians are cheap. So I would like to know what your favorite beer is. <laughs> and I want everybody to email us or call us and tell us your favorite beer. Actually, when you said that, it, it made me think of a poll. What? Maybe we can combine this with the beer poll. You said the rumor is that lesbians are cheap. And so I want to know, what's the most annoying stereotype about our community, whether it's lesbian or gay or bi? And what is your favorite or the most truthful stereotype? So write in with your answer your most hated stereotype and the most true-to-life stereotype and include what your favorite beer is. Do you want to answer the poll now? What's your favorite beer? Fat Tire. And what is your least favorite stereotype? That we all listen to folk music. <laughs> and my favorite stereotype is that we all love kitty cats. Because I love my kitties and I love my kitties. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. What about you? What's your favorite beer? Um, my favorite beer is also Fat Tire. It's a regional thing. Like, if I lived in another state, it would be something else. What if you lived in Colorado? When we lived in Maine, my favorite beer was... Maine had really good local beers that you could only get in Maine. That right. one, it was black and there was like a lobster claw on it. That one was good. It was really dark. Yeah. So I think it's like a local thing. My least favorite stereotype, well, does it have to be something that I think is untrue? Um, Just your least favorite. You can either say what one you think is totally untrue or just one that you think is annoying. I don't know if this is a really an accurate answer to the question. I hate it when people say, well, what do lesbians do in bed anyway? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like they really can't figure that out. Or, we braid each other's hair, of course. <laughs> I mean, are you really that stupid that you can't figure out how lesbians fuck? Okay, so I hate that, but I don't really think that's a stereotype. But the stereotype that I think I hate the most is, okay, I hate the stereotype that there is in a lesbian relationship, 
people will say, like, which one of you is the man? I'm like, neither. That's the whole point. Even some of my best friends have that sort of, I mean, they don't come out and say it that way. One of my best friends calls my girlfriend my husband, and she doesn't understand why that is offensive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is, because husbands, that's not something I want in my life. (laughs) There's not, like, a boy and a girl. We fully embrace both sides of our personality. Yeah, I hate that stereotype. But the one that I like the most is... I don't know if this is my favorite one, but I've heard this and I like it. It's that lesbians make really good neighbors. Why is that? Because they keep their house fixed up? I don't know, but people say that. They like to live next to lesbians. So that they can peek through the windows and answer that first question. <laughs> Ew. So you haven't really said one. I said the neighbor thing. Oh, is, is that really your answer? I've never heard that one. Really? I can see where you're coming from, though, because, like, we'll fix things and do the yard work, have the dog spayed. (laughs) What about that we know how to fix stuff? Well, there's a stereotype that, well, it's not really a stereotype, but it happens to be true that gay and lesbians are better educated than straight people. Like, more gay people, percentage-wise, have graduated from college, etc. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't mind being considered smart, according to a stereotype. Okay, well, by the way... To ensure that queer kids can continue to uphold that stereotype of being educated, you can donate to the Point Foundation, which gives financial support to college-age students who have been cut off by their families for being gay. That's my little public service announcement of the night. And get your pets spayed and neutered. Oh, so this week's poll is pretty good. I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys are going to have to say. And okay, last week I was complaining a little bit, or I wasn't complaining, but it may have sounded that way that we got so many emails, but I was just drunk and I didn't feel like doing the chart that week. So feel free to email us as much as you want. We may not have a chance to acknowledge you on the air, but we like getting your feedback and if you have something to say, let us know. Yeah, because we read all of them and crack up. And what? Crack up. Some yeah. Some of them are really funny. I know. Some of our listeners are some, well, that's an, that's another good stereotype that gays are funny. But it's also not a true stereotype because I've met more grouchy lesbians than anything. <laughs> oh, well, the, that reminds me another stereotype I hate. Like when the L word first came on, everybody saw like, they don't represent our community because those women are all thin and pretty. <laughs> And real le- what real lesbians are fat and ugly. Sometimes. I don't identify with that. Okay, we are not all fat and ugly. I myself do not have a mullet, <laughs> and my weight is proportionate to my height. But you're not a lesbian. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm a straight man. Welcome to the chart. <laughs> and now it's time for the chart where we make a connection with our listeners. This week we got quite a few emails, but I promised you guys last week that we would have an extra long chart, so here goes. Lindsay wrote in to ask, what the heck happened to Mark? Lindsay, I don't know. (laughs) Apparently Mark's gone, and I don't know why, but I think that's mass suckage. Gone forever? That's the word. He was traumatized by all the lesbianism. Maybe he's in a re-education camp. Lindsay answers our poll from last week, which was, who is your fantasy L-word guest star? 
with Mariska Hardigay from Law and Order SVU. I've noticed that a lot of the L word types are really into Law and Order. I don't quite know why. It must be the uniforms. Oh, that's probably it. Thanks for your message, Lindsay. Grace writes in with a fantasy guest star that I can really get behind, so to speak. She says that now that Helena has purchased the movie studio, and since she's turned into such a nice person, Helena deserves some hot actress sex with Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Dream on. She's so straight. Grace wins the award for making me laugh until milk shot out my nose by saying, quote, I think Quentin Tarantino should guest direct an episode in which Jenny, the reformed circus freak, and her new sidekick, Moira the Man-Thing, <laughs> go rescue Mary Cheney from her father's dungeon. Right on, Grace. I think that you definitely have some writing potential in your future. Thanks for your message. Tara writes in to suggest Jessica Alba as a guest star. Who's that? She's the girl from Fantastic Four oh. with the poochy lips. I like poochy lips. Or Yari Limon, who played Kennedy in the seventh season of Buffy. And Tara also added a little tidbit that I hadn't been aware of. Yari actually auditioned for the part of Carmen, but lost out to Sarah Shahi. And I noticed many, many of our listeners suggested Buffy cast members for a crossover. What about Buffy herself? No, no one likes Sarah Michelle Geller, but all the other characters, I think that uh, something about Buffy really appealed to the L word crowd. Oh, and Tara also adds that she's a massive Buffy fanatic. So you're not alone there, Tara. I'm well, with you. They had lesbians on there, that's why. Yeah, I liked it before then, and I bet a lot of people did too. Oh, plus Dykes <laughs> like sci-fi. Yeah, what's with that? I don't know, but it's definitely true. I don't get it. Kathleen writes in to agree with me that Allison Hannigan would be a perfect fantasy guest star, or Lin Chen, who played Vivian in Saving Face. And she just wants to add that she loves Lauren Lee Smith, a.k.a. Dana's Soup Chef. Cammie writes back this week to say, quote, Bet and Tina just throw in the towel. Abandon ship. Seriously. Cammie also says she thinks Tina is sick of living in Calcutta and admonishes me, don't diss Shane. As you may remember, last week I said that Shane in a dress looked like a dog in a dress. But like I told Cammie, dogs are beautiful. We got an amazing message from Zahn, or Zan. Amazing. Zahn had a naked picture in the email? No, even better. She can be standing up. And I didn't know that freaks were listening to our show. No, it's amazing. <laughs> and she emailed us a link to an online tutorial that Ew. will teach you how you too can learn with a little bit of practice. Just sit down, <laughs> relax, <How>? pee, <laughs> gather your awesome. thoughts. If you want to be like Zon and learn how to pee standing up, go to the online tutorial at myvag.net forward slash p forward slash standing. Are you shitting me? That's gross. So I have to tell you, um, after I got this message, 
I tried it. It didn't work out at all. What? I really don't think you should put that on the internet. Okay, I'll cut it out. So if any of you ladies try <laughs> try the instructions on this website, send us an email and let us know how that goes. Or a videotape of you doing it. No, please, no video. No. Rain writes in to suggest Eliza Dushku as her fantasy L-word guest star. Another Buffy crossover. I could see many L-word fans appreciating that one. Also, and this is so funny, um, last week I'd said something about why are Canadians so damn nice. And Rain says, just because I'm Canadian doesn't mean I like everyone. I don't like everyone. But then she put a colon and a P, like a little smiley face <laughs> icon. Sorry, Rain, you're too nice. Don't <laughs> pretend. Emily had the very best crossover suggestion of all our listeners. Emily suggests Joe from The Facts of Life. <laughs> I cannot Nancy think of... Nancy McKeon. Yeah, I can't think of a more perfect guest star. She's right still on, closeted, Emily. I think. That character inspired me. <laughs> Please. I didn't know why at the time. Because but... she had a motorcycle. She had a boyfriend on the show. She's he was straight. just a beard. <laughs> Sarah from Cali suggests Kira Knightley or Portia de Rossi, and also says she wants to know regarding Laura whether the carpet matches the drapes. Did they show any pube? I don't think. Well, apparently in episode one or maybe two, when Shane goes to visit Carmen's parents, you can see Shane's pubes coming out the top of her jeans. That's not the same. Yeah, but I didn't notice that, so. Wait, do you think she's a natural redhead? We can only pray that someday we'll find out. <laughs> Kim wrote in with a suggestion that maybe wasn't all that original until you put it in the context she suggests. Kit says, Ellen DeGeneres should be the fantasy guest star, but she could just walk by in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. I would love that. Or maybe she could be like the barista. <laughs> maybe she could be like a, a cop. No, I think she should just walk by in the background and not be acknowledged. That would be hilarious. I don't think she'd do it. No, I don't either. It'd be great, though. And Michelle's fantasy guest star would be Ivan Comes Back. And Michelle says, and I quote, Ivan was pure class. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Michelle. I would like to see more of Ivan, too. Thank you all for responding to our listener poll. If you would like to contact us, you can send us an email at theplanetcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our blog at theplanetcast.blogspot.com. You can call us at 505-244-0531. Yeah, call us and leave a message because we never get any calls. Come on, you cheap lesbians. Are you really not going to call us? Just because it's a five-second long-distance call. Call on your cell phones on the weekend. It's free. Exactly. And it's not like we're going to answer. It's always going to be a voicemail picking up. So call and leave a message. Maybe that's why they're not calling. Because they know we won't really answer. And oh. they're dying to talk to us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Nancy McKeon will call. <laughs> That'd be hot. Revving your motorcycle in the background. Finally come out of the closet. I wish I could quit you. 
Come on.